You ready to whip this one off? Let's whip it off, buddy. I'm coming home. I'm coming home. Tell the world I'm coming home. Let the rain wash away all the pain of yesterday. I know my kingdom awaits, and they've forgiven my mistakes. I'm coming home. I'm coming. <sighs> All right, so this special episode of uh, the Unsportsmanlike Convo. It's your host, Brock and Pep. We're here. We're uh, a little bit somber today. Uh, we got the news this morning that Kawhi Leonard has signed with the Los Angeles Clippers. Disappointed to say the least. Um, now Pierre, on the other hand, you must be doubly disappointed. Uh, good afternoon, Brock. And, uh, I, to say I'm disappointed would be an understatement. I think I didn't, I didn't anticipate this, right? My prediction was that he's coming back. So this threw me for a loop, a big time loop. I certainly didn't think he'd go to the Clippers. So, uh, I didn't want him to go to the Lakers, I wanted him to stay in Toronto, and um, even but though you I always am a thought that fan, the backup was going to be, you know, worst case scenario, he doesn't go to Toronto. And you're like, ah, well, he's with my Lakers still. It, for me, it was win win either way. Like there was really no, I didn't, I saw no scenario where he goes to the Clippers, and uh, <clears throat> the Clippers have been a thorn in the side of the Lakers since Lob City, since uh, Blake Griffin and CP3 and DeAndre Jordan, and they've been trying to get at the Lakers. Uh, for the last decade, and they got one up. They got one up on them this morning. I'll tell you that right now. It's. Uh, I don't think the Lakers are by any means in dire straits. They've done enough now. They've just they signed a couple of guys this morning, Brock. Uh, you know they re-signed Javale McGee. They re-signed Ray John Rondo. They got your they cook kid, up. the one that uh, <laughs> you were trash talking there with the Warriors, because. And by trash talking, I mean we just Quinn didn't Cook? think. Yeah, we just didn't think he was going to live up to the expectations or fill the shoes of a Clay Thompson, which he didn't. But no. he's not a bad little player. Like if you're a Laker fan and you know you kind of watched him, he was irritating enough because he was effective when he needed to be. So you know the Lakers spent a lot of money on those those big guys, and they're kind of filling in those pieces. And I think they did a pretty good job. Anyway, sorry to cut you off there. Go ahead. No, you know, no worries. I, look, this uh, the Lakers, <clears throat> uh, they needed shooters, and they got shooters today. You know, they signed Danny Green. Uh, Quinn Cook is a shooter. So they've, they've rounded out their roster. They re-signed Contavious Caldwell-Pope, so a couple of guys from their, the roster last year, JaVale McGee, like I mentioned earlier. So And then they have Jared Dudley, who's a veteran who can shoot threes as well. So... They've done a nice job of uh, rounding out their roster. Uh, I think the Lakers have filled in, and Quinn Cook can shoot threes. So if he can come off the bench and do what he did with Golden State, they're in good shape. And this is not a podcast to talk about the Lakers. This no, is, no. This you know, is a therapeutic 20 yes. minutes that I need <laughs> with you to <laughs> understand and really digest the fact that um, we are coming off of that high at an extremely tight decline 
and uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to hold on. The Lakers signed DeMarcus Cousins today for to a one-year contract. Saw that. Um, well, anyway, I, I, again, I'm uh, I'm excited about the Lakers because I, I like that. I like what they've done with their roster. So anyway, uh, well, let's move on from the Lakers. That we I want to wish Danny Green all the success in L.A. He was uh, not thrilled, I think, with this whole process. He waited for Kawhi. If it was a really true brotherhood, he would have gone with him to the Clippers. Yeah. And I think the Clippers would have had an interest in him for sure because you can never get enough shooting. But uh, so I think I think this whole process upset Danny Green. You know, uh, this there's rumors that Leonard wanted Paul George and that was the deal breaker. I, uh, look, I, I don't see what the enamor is with Paul George. All these teams like, oh, I'll play with him. I'll play with him. Like he's a... Uh, is he a superstar? I, with when he's with, before he was injured on the Pacers, yeah, I'd say he was like one of the best players in the NBA. But I don't, I don't think he's to that level anymore. I really don't. Uh, I really don't see the allure with this kid. Anyways, I don't know, know if there's a history out like before the pros with Leonard and um, George. They're both LA kids, right? So I think that might have been an appeal too. the fact that they're both going home. They're both from that area. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe they're Clipper fans growing up or something. I don't know. But um, yeah, I, I get it, Brock. You know, I get it. You know, and it, I didn't know how I was going to I really didn't know how I'd feel or react when it when this actually happened. I thought for for a moment a couple of weeks ago, I thought this is a definite possibility. He could actually go somewhere else. But, you know, deep down, I thought he's going to stay in Toronto. How do you leave a championship team? I don't understand. Right. And you're bringing everybody back, all the same players. So you've you've got you know exactly what the system is going to be. Now you got to go play for Doc Rivers. It's a new system. They've got um, they don't have a bevy of offensive talent they just dealt their offensive talent with uh, Danilo Gallinari and uh, uh, Gilgis Alexander I think is the last name is anyway so you know the Clippers did not have a tremendously great offensive year so he's coming to a team that has a hard time putting the ball in the basket I I, I don't know I I don't know what the allure is with, with the Clippers I don't know what they've said I don't know what they've done but you know they've they've uh, they've put Toronto behind the eight ball, and it's really raw. And I'm I'm really at a loss for words right now, s- still. But yep. You know what what what's your thought on it? What's your thought, B? What do you like? What do you, where do you see hat Toronto doing? Are they going to make a move? They've got some cap room. Um, I you know what, getting into what Toronto's going to do at this point isn't something that I've put a lot of thought into yet. Um, I woke up this morning and got that news. Um. My wife and I went to breakfast, and uh, I was not a great breakfast day because I just kept talking basketball. I'm like, "How is this happening? What's going on? Like, what's the whole like? How did this? Is this really happening that he's gone to the Clippers?" And um, she actually brought up a, a decent point because I was like, I was emphasizing, you know, that I was taking it personally for as a Canadian standpoint because for me it was it was always kind of like a Canada versus USA and I think that billboard with the Clippers putting up really like kind of sparked that a little bit so the fact that he chose that over Canada obviously he's not Canadian so he doesn't have that same connection as I do but um, I started taking it a little bit personally initially and then uh, I thought you know you have a whole country uh backing you like you're the biggest thing in basketball in this country you go to LA and maybe you're still second fiddle with LeBron and uh, you know you're sharing those two teams are sharing that uh, spotlight 
And uh, she brought up an interesting point. She's like, put yourself in his shoes. You know, like either you're like this big fish in Canada where the spotlight is on you 24-7. You know, it's, it's winter and stuff. I get that. But she's like, or you could be down in a place like L.A. where there's, you know, celebrities and superstars and other basketball players that are just like you that are having parties and get togethers. And, you know, like you can relate to these people a little bit more. And uh, just the, the way she kind of phrased it actually made sense to me. And I understood that point and I could see, oh, you know what, that actually isn't um, a bad thought process to say, you know what, I'm just, I'm, I'm with my kind where in Canada you're, you're, you're very much isolated, I think. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great point. I don't see how going to LA is going to be any bigger or any smaller than Toronto. I think, I think the culture is a little different up there. I, it is a little bit more laid back, you know, uh, when the Lakers were making those championship runs, game days were pretty wild, I'm sure, but we didn't see the level of fandomonium that we saw in Canada during Toronto's run. So I think he's going to, uh, LA's to SoCal, you know, it's a, it's a chill vibe. Yeah. He's going to have, uh, He's going to be uh, just another fish in a very big pond filled with Hollywood stars and filled with, you know, uh, even in his own building, he's, he's, not, he's not even first fiddle. Well, I, is I that not appealing one, to know, him, you think? Like, that's kind of what I always, maybe I guess, took from him is that I think he, you know, he kind of likes that, um, I don't know, I don't want to say under the radar because he wants, he wants to be good, he wants to win all the time, and his competitive nature is there, and the competitiveness comes with, you know, the spotlight. But I think having, uh, you know, other celebrities and other uh, top basketball programs in that area sort of deflects some of the media and some of the the focus. I think he he likes that. Anyway, again, I speak like I know him, but it's all, you know, just I'm speculating, I'm speculating what speculate. he would be yeah. like based on kind of the you know what I've witnessed, but. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm. This morning I was pissed off. I was really disappointed. I'm still very disappointed because I really don't know uh, where the Raptors are going to go. Um, I was disappointed again when I found out that the Raptors and Oklahoma City had apparently put these potential deals in the works where the Raptors could have potentially ended up with uh, Lowry, George, and Westbrook for a deal that essentially would have been, you know, at least the speculating based on contract, the salary matching. Um, so the, anyway, so what I'm hearing or what I heard was that, uh, the Raptors would get Paul George and, and Russell Westbrook for Siakam, uh, multiple first round picks, but then for salary matching would have been likely Kyle Lowry and Serge Ibaka. But then if George and Leonard were trying to figure out the teaming up, then by the Raptors signing or trading for George, then Leonard would have signed back with the Raptors as well. Did you hear that? And I'd heard exactly that. And, you know, that's so uh, Westbrook's due to make 170 million over the next four years. He, He signed one of those Supermax deals a year ago. Right. I mean, I don't know. Toronto doesn't. That's Toronto would have had to pay him. Would have had to pay Leonard 140 mil. Like 
Leonard was 190. Would have been 190 with Toronto, I think. I just were. That's a lot of money for two guys. Yeah, I also PG. You know. Yeah, I heard Westbrook would have been then dealt to try and get some recover some picks back from Uh, a third party kind of thing because I think there's an issue with George and Westbrook anyway. So it's not like uh, they want to play together. I think it was a matter of uh, Westbrook wanting a trade. He would be traded and then be traded to a third team somewhere. Paul George is fickle, man. Paul George is. He was, I want to go to Lakers, I want to be a Laker, and then he goes to OKC as one half-decent year, and uh, he's, uh, I'm going to go back to OKC, and I'm going to sign there, and, like, I don't know what he's thinking. Look, the whole thing, to me, is, it's just, I don't understand why Kawhi Leonard would leave a team that he just won a championship with, they're bringing the whole team back, the city of Toronto is, just like any other city in North America, it's got the four seasons, it's the only difference between L.A. and Toronto is that there's four seasons, and some of those seasons that <laughs> are cold when he's playing basketball. I get it. <laughs> I get it. You know, if it's for it's for purely family reasons, then I'll I'll say, you know what, pal, enjoy playing in your in your hometown, and you know, the next five years will be your prime years. You'll probably be on the decline after that, and then your career's over. So you'll be at home at least for all that. Okay, I, I, if that's it, if that's what it is, then no problem. But if it's just like I'm get Paul George and I'll go there. If not, I'm not going. Like Paul George, come on, man. Paul George is not Pascal Siakam even. Yeah. So if you're asking me, you want one on one Paul George or Pascal Siakam? Who you taking? Who you got? I'm taking Siakam. Yeah. I mean, I I don't get it. I don't. Hey, listen, have fun in L.A. Okay. They're not the destination you think they are. They're always going to be the Clippers, not the Lakers. And I don't care what the dysfunction is or what the perceived dysfunction in L.A. is. The Lakers are the show at Staples Center. And let me tell you, Brock, five years ago, actually four years ago, sorry, Anthony Davis was one of, if not the best player in the NBA. And the only reason he's not uh, thought of like that now is because of uh, the turmoil that he went through in New Orleans last year with asking for a trade. And he got hurt for a little bit. And when they brought him back, he wanted to ease his way back because he asked for a trade. So, but like, make no mistake, this is a six eleven guy who can shoot threes, rebound. He's like the, the ultimate five tool guy. He can dribble. And now he's got his running mate back in Boogie Cousins. If, if the Marcus Cousins is half as healthy as he uh, was when he, when he was a rookie, uh, Look, man, I, I'm I'm okay with Kuzma, LeBron, Cousins, and Anthony Davis. It's not bad. Yeah, I mean, those are going to be. I mean, shit. And a Clippers Lakers game now is going to be must see TV. Has to be. It's going to be prime time. Everybody's going to watch. Um, you're going to have to stay up late. Uh, whatever. Um, anyway, let me. There's so there's a lot of media today. And there's a few things that I will quote throughout the show. One of them uh, was a Twitter, a tweet by Dave Stubbs. I don't even know who Dave Stubbs. He's he's validated, but um, his tweet said, two words for Toronto fans today who are mourning Kawhi Leonard's decision to leave the Raptors and sign a huge contract to play in his hometown, John Tavares. <laughs> and I thought that was fairly appropriate. Like, he really put that into context, you know? So sure. uh, from the Highlanders' standpoint, they're thinking, well... We've been there before, and he took off. Whether good or bad, we'll see what happens. But before you get to the next next yeah. quote, if the Islanders won a Stanley Cup, would he have left? That's, ex- I mean, you know, he won a championship. 
the ultimate prize. That's why you play basketball is to win a championship, not to go play with your buddies at home. Like it's a job. I think this is setting a precedent in, in the world of sports. We've seen it over and over again, guys going where they want to go. And you know, I, it's like you get drafted. You don't have any, I say where you get drafted. I get that. Sometimes you can pull a Steve Francis and cry your way out of Vancouver. I, I get all that. But for the most part, you get drafted. You, you go where you're told to go. Now guys have say in where they want to go and they'll, they'll force people's hands. I, it, I just don't, I just don't understand. I don't understand. I'm very upset today. Actually, I'm really pissed off about this. This is not something that I anticipated. Anyway, let's hear more. Let's hear more tweets. I'm uh, get my mind off it. What do you got? Well, uh, the la- the two that I'm going to read are actually uh, Facebook posts uh, from a couple people that uh, that we know. That um, well, one was uh, it was from Ken of Rare. So Ken of Rare, for those who don't know, is a longtime uh, CFL All Star alumni. Um, he does local media in the Ottawa area now. Uh, does all the pre games and stuff for the. Uh, the Red Blacks uh, games, uh, DJ and the Cowboy. I think it's him and Darren Joseph that do it. Anyway, he uh, he put a, p- a post out today on Facebook. With Kawhi Leonard heading to the Clippers, I'm struck by how great a pro he is. Many other athletes would have mailed it in during their transition year with the team that they were traded to. He showed his character by not only stepping up and competing, he led his team to a championship. Well done, Kawhi, well done. What are your takes on that? I, you know, uh, it, 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 it's, a, it's fact. So, I mean, like, you can't debate it. I, him and Danny Green could have uh, could have very easily coasted through the season. Mm-hmm. You know, won, won their 50 games, made a token effort in the playoffs, early exit, mid exit, whatever. So, oh, well, we're not coming back anyway. So, you know, I'm not, let me let me save my body for, for the upcoming. No, they were professionals. They did what they what their job description exp- uh, wants them to do, which is go out and give your heart out because you're getting paid millions of dollars and, and fans are paying to watch you. So I don't like, I mean, yes, that's a, I mean, I hard to disagree with that. You know, that he could have put it on cruise control after Christmas, but you're pro man. That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. but there was, I mean, at the beginning of the season, I remember there was talk of, is he even going to play and will he ever even make it into a Toronto uniform? You know, because he could very easily just pull the medical card, or I guess a lot of that speculation was <clears throat> amongst the the Spurs and questioning his his injuries as you know what the severity was, um, and kind of questioning uh, his manhood, I guess, for a lot of it. Like, is he uh, babying injuries? So I think some of those uh, speculations at the beginning that he might not do it is that he could easily. Or that he was going to do the same thing, quote unquote, as what they thought he was doing in, in uh, San Antonio. Yeah. Um, the last one I'll read. It's a little bit lengthy, but it it uh, it covers a lot of the feelings I guess I was feeling uh, earlier this morning, and then some things that were kind of put into perspective. But this is from uh, Skylar Windsor, who is uh, one of the founders of Unsung Hero Apparel. I don't know if you've heard of them or seen them around. Yes. Um, yeah. Anyway, they actually did our shirts and stuff for one of our CFI training and stuff. Great stuff. Uh, but um, anyway, uh, he used to play hockey and yada, yada. Anyway, so his post was, <clears throat> not going to lie, it feels a little silly how bummed I am or kind of like it's a bad dream 
but it's more than a game. Coming from myself, hockey was life in my childhood, and I never really followed basketball. There was something in the air this year with Toronto representing Canada that made me a huge fan. We witnessed a movie and felt connected to the team as underdogs. So that's the first part, and you know, I think that uh, sent, has sentiment is for a lot of people in Canada. Well, for sure. Before you continue, Brock, there yeah. I was at my, you know, as I, as you know, I was at a softball tournament today, and uh, a guy on my team. I didn't really know the the, the, the team I was playing on. I just sort of. Uh, agreed to sub for them. Okay. And the one guy was, uh, we were talking, of course, we we're talking Kawhi Leonard, uh, you know, in between games. And uh, I remember, I just overheard him talking to another player saying, you know, I've watched uh, in the, in the, in the last 10 years, I've watched like maybe an hour of basketball. This spring I was glued to the set. Like, <laughs> and he, and this, this guy's, this guy uh, from, if, I think I, if I understood, he lives in Richmond, Ontario. Okay. You know, suburb, hockey, baseball guy, never watched basketball, you know, hardworking dude, blue collar guy, but turned to basketball because of, you know, the Raptors run and, and Kawhi Leonard. So w- the first part of that tweet, that, that quote that you just uh, that you just read. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty impressive what uh, what how the country banded together and supported the team and. Someone else today said, hey, you know, the worst case scenario, this is uh, now a launching pad for youth in Canada to be the next Kawhi Leonard and for Canada basketball to take off. And, you know, it sparked interest in the game. So there's a lot of residual, positive residual effects from from Kawhi's presence here and the championship, obviously. But, you know, it doesn't make this any less easy, like no. or any less hard. Sorry. I think you know? it, it almost makes it harder, like especially yeah. like a guy like that who's I'm glued to the TV, I'm loving it, and you 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 get the you know the the celebration, and you got to be looking forward to next year. Now you're like, hey, let's see what happens, and then this guy that made you fall in love with basketball and the Raptors and all that kind of stuff just takes off. That kind of I don't know. There's a negative effect there, I think, where you're like, oh, fuck. Like, why Why do I get myself invested like this and then have the guys take off? It's such a short investment. And the chance to, to maintain that uh, fan for years to come, you know, might have been lost right when you kind of cut that off. And again, not his responsibility. It's yeah. not Kawhi's responsibility. That's just the way it is. But I think that's also why it stings a bit more. You know what, Brock? I think this might be time for a quick break. But uh, when we come back, I want to break down Kawhi on his on-court play and ex- try to explain to the, our audience, maybe to some of the casual basketball watchers, why we're going to miss him so much from a technical standpoint, from an on-court play uh, strategic standpoint, what he brought to the table as a player why we're so upset because people I know a lot of people are like well you know they'll be okay they still have Kyle Lowry and I've got my thoughts on that yes of course they do but uh, maybe we take a quick break when we come back we can discuss that what do you think sure I just can't give you a whole spiel and we're back uh, and uh <laughs> So yeah, I had to take a quick pee break too, which uh, which uh, worked out well. Brock and I have regrouped, and we're trying to keep our composure here. Brock, do you want to finish off that quote? I cut you off there. Uh, I got into a uh, a quote from um, a teammate of mine today in one of in one of my softball tournaments. But uh, there was a second part of that quote that I, I thought might was interesting, and maybe you should read. 
Yeah. Um, so to the follow-up to uh, Skylar Windsor's comment, uh, he adds, over the years, I've become more of a player fan rather than teams in all sports. And Kawhi was certainly one who should be studied. His, quote, let the work do the talking poise and his focus on excelling is textbook. His bold move to sign with the New Balance rather than renewing his contract with Nike was a strong statement that he's not looking to just follow suit. It's something not just athletes can learn from, but anyone striving to fulfill their their potential while staying true to themselves. The man has battled adversity from his college days when his dad was murdered, traded on draft day, and the injury speculation with the Spurs that painted him as a crybaby. Toronto wasn't his choice, but he played his heart out for us and in his own words, quote, enjoyed the moment. Certainly added a few points to his resume, something I think we can all learn from. We might not be where we want to be, but it might be the challenge that excels you to the next. Embrace it and be in the moment. I'm guilty of this, so it certainly hits home. All that said, as much as it stings, he departed with class. He witnessed a whole new fun guy as he celebrated with us as a true Canadian. His decision to sign with the Clippers rather than the storied Lakers is another legacy move. So that's his quote. Lengthy, yes, but... There was, uh, I don't know, I read that when I was still very disappointed and almost debating on, you know, do I ever cheer for this guy? Do I paint Kawhi as a villain? Um, but he put a lot of things into perspective with that, uh, that quote for me. And uh, I don't know, I, th- I felt it was something that I wanted to make sure I read to you and anybody else listening. It's a great quote. And I want to I want to make sure I'm clear on my feelings here. I don't hate Kawhi. I hate the decision. I don't think it's the right decision for him in terms of, you know, in terms of his success. Like you're going to a team that won 48 games. They grinded out games, but they're not offensively gifted. Uh, they are the second fiddle in, fiddle in L.A. Like and like you said, Bucky, maybe he likes that. Right. But from a from a purely talent standpoint and a, and a good situation, familiarity you just won a championship with the team and they're all coming back you know it just doesn't make any sense to me and you know if he thinks it's going to be easy or if the NBA sorry he I know he he doesn't think it's gonna be easy I know the NBA is now you know giving the Clippers the uh you know the team to beat title and uh I want people to understand how difficult it is to win in the West this is no joke folks Every every other, one of the top teams has, um, you know, a, a dynamic duo. I mean, the Warriors still still have Thompson and Curry. They're going to reload. And that you know, as much as I hate him, Green plays the he's a good player. That third fiddle and and the relationship he has with the two. And um, anyway, he's not to be overlooked as much as I don't want to talk about him. Yeah, I, I'm going to name off like ten teams. The Nuggets they finished first. You know. Yeah. They have uh, Jamal Murray and and their big guy, Nokic. The Trailblazers have Lillard and CJ McCollum. The Rockets still have Harden and CP3, and they're not going sit to by, sit by and not do anything. I think, I think, no, I think there were some rumors for they were going to trade CP3, but I'm not sure if that's going to happen. The money won't work. But anyway, they're still dynamic, dynamic duo. The Jazz are going to be greatly improved. They picked up a couple of players in the offseason to uh, improve their team. Oklahoma City may be taking a step back. The Spurs still have DeRozan, and they still have Popovich. So anything can happen with San Antonio. They have LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, the Lakers have who they have. Certainly, right. AD and LeBron are going to be a, a very dynamic duo. And the Mavericks, don't sleep on the Mavericks. If Porzingis comes back healthy, 
You know, Lord, Lord knows Luka Doncic is the real deal in Dallas. So we're talking about, I just named off about eight teams that are going to make life not very fun for Kawhi, where in the East, I can name off about five teams and the rest, you know, the rest of Raptors played three or four times a year. So in terms of workload, in terms of difficulty from a night-to-night basis, he's going into a conference that's much, much tougher. Much tougher. Much tougher. And team a team that isn't going to win as many games with him on the bench or sitting to rest his body as will the Raptors. And what happens there, no matter what the medical staff is like, if you're there and you're, con- you're fighting with eight other high quality teams in the West for playoff positioning, whether or not they, they're willing to let you take a night off, you aren't going to be able to because you need to be on the floor in order to compete. You got it. Where Toronto, you had an option of doing that. And I think Toronto's, you know, everybody who's left in Toronto can still win games. They're still going to win games. But you don't have the luxuries that, you know, I thought was a priority. But he did sign the the four-year deal. I figured he would take the money. Um, Obviously, it's not a money-driven thing because he took that with another team where the Raptors... Now, again, I'll have to double check because I never like throwing out figures if I don't have them in front of me, but it was like a 142 over four, and I think the Raptors could have been 5-190. Yes. Anyway, that's that's $50 million and an uh, extra guaranteed money. So it's not straight money concerns but he did go for the long one he didn't try the one plus one to get the super max um you know I, it just it kind of feels like it's always just kind of been the game plan that he was gonna work his butt off so that he can control where he goes and that was back in la some fashion at the beginning of the year he had, he didn't admit it i think actually, actually at the end of the year he there was a report that claimed he had never any intention of staying in Toronto from day one. And Toronto's success and their success only is what made him rethink the decision. But had they have lost to the Sixers, for example, uh, in that uh, quarterfinal, had they have lost to the Bucks, I think we wouldn't even be having this conversation this late. I think he would have left and he would have declared a lot earlier that he was leaving. So Toronto's success dictated this whole like well maybe i should stay you know so uh, but that's it goes both ways too if they had not if they had lost to the sixers in that series um all the canadians would have helped them pack <laughs> you know and that's the yeah. thing but uh, the Kawhi leonard this decision is ultimately one that could set the franchise either back this year and this year only, and they regroup, or it could set them back a decade like it did with the Blue Jays after they won their championships. So, you know, Masai Ujiri's the right guy. I think he's going to ponder some uh, some trade assets, namely Serge Ibaka. Maybe, maybe they go and make a deal for Westbrook. Maybe they, maybe they do a separate deal, a Lowry and Ibaka for Westbrook and a pick or like now that now that Oklahoma City has an abundance of picks they can make a deal now and give up one of those picks uh, in return for quality players and and a pick of their own so 
I, I expect know, them to move these picks. Like they can't ride what they have. I think they they have to have planned a little further ahead with that and make some moves for this year. Now, are you talking? Sorry, are you saying that the Raptors? You think this will set them back, and you're not sure if it's going to be this year or long? Or are you talking the Clippers of their being set back maybe in the future? No, I think no, I think this sets back the Raptors for okay. this year only. Okay, I don't think it's going to be a decade long. I think they're just going to they're going to take a mild step back. Uh whether they finish 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th. I mean, they could they could miss the playoffs entirely, Brock. Like I've had a few no guys joke. mess me that say like they're not in the playoffs anymore. I think they still can get in the playoffs with no threat real once they get in there at this point. But I think they can still make the playoffs. That's personally, but it would be, oh, yeah. you know, so, a so seventh, eight seed, whatever. And so do I. The, my, my problem with losing a guy like Kawhi is this. And the Kawhi Leonard, in terms of uh, his skill set on the floor, is it's unlike anybody in the NBA. Uh, anybody I've seen in the NBA. He, he's under he's under control 97.4% of the time. And he's his moves are calculated. They're under control. He doesn't play above the rim like LeBron James. He plays a very uh, controlled game. Everything's fundamental with him. So, uh, I mean, I use LeBron James as a as a uh, comparison. I could use uh, Kevin Durant too, but Kevin Durant isn't as strong as Kawhi Leonard. So, I see a guy like Kawhi Leonard. He's the type of guy that control can control a game when your team has missed three or four shots in a row. You give him the ball, and he either gets fouled. Or draws, uh, you know, draws uh, a double team and kicks the ball and gives a guy a wide open shot. There aren't that many guys in the NBA who can basically do what they want with the ball, and that's what Kawhi Leonard can do. He can either get right to the basket and create a foul, or he can create an open shot for a teammate. And there are very few guys who are like that. Uh, LeBron James is obviously another guy who can do that, right? He's so talented and strong that he can get to the basket. But LeBron James tends to shy away from contact. It finds him. Whereas Kawhi embraces it. So he's aggressive and he gets to the foul line. And that can just slow a, a, the momentum of, a, of the opposing team. And there's that's what he brought to Toronto is a guy that can, hey, listen, we're, we've just missed three or four shots in a row. Give me the ball. You know, clear out, screen pick, whatever, whatever play. I'm going to get to the basket. I'm going to get fouled. And I'm going to calm everybody down, hit a couple of free throws, and we're right back in it. How many times do we see that in the playoffs this year, Brock? Mm. No, it's uh, it was really good, and yeah, he did that very down. often. And he's a guy who controls it. It's not a, it's exactly what you said. It's a calming effect. It's not a, it's not a, a race down the court. It's not trying to get quick baskets. It's give me the ball. Shot clock is my friend. Calm everything down. Get everybody almost a breather. You know. Yeah. Pass around a yeah. few times, and then I'm going to take it. Um. And the Raptors were very successful at that this year, which is, you know, not necessarily something we're used to seeing. They picked up Stanley Johnson today. Uh, he's sort of a quasi small forward, power forward, big, big strong, lower bodied kid. Uh, he played for the Detroit Pistons, and I think it was with the Pelicans last year. That's so the they Raptors? picked him up. In a, the Raptors picked him yeah, up today. Yeah, okay, I saw that. Uh, um, nice, nice pickup. Uh, are they going to fill out the roster with with? these types of depth guys or are they going to make a move for a big time wing like like an Andrew Wiggins or you know Bradley Beal's still out there eh I believe is he a Florida Gator 
he may have been. I think so. Uh, let me tell you, Brock. I, I was again. I was having a conversation with somebody today about this, and I said, "Look, they weren't that far off with DeRozan." He said, "Yes." The a guy replied to me, "Yes, they were." I said, "No, they weren't. They made it to the conference finals, and the only reason why they didn't make it to a finals in in two years is because they had to play LeBron James. You know? Yeah. I think had LeBron James not been there uh, this year, a perfect example. The Raptors might be might have been in uh, in a finals. You know the. So if if they can replace Kawhi with a guy who can give you twenty, maybe a Bradley Beal. I don't know how you plug plug Bradley Beal outside out of Washington without giving up a lot of assets. But you know Bradley Beal has been on the trade block for I don't know eight months. Maybe there's a guy they look they go after. Maybe maybe Andrew Wiggins is a nice fit in Toronto. Canadian kid rejuvenated his career. He's mired in obscurity over in Minnesota. Nobody even knows he exists half the time. Oh yeah, he, you know, for his sake, I hope he gets dealt somewhere that can help his career. Sure. How about Kevin Love? You know, Kevin yeah. Love is a is a smart power forward who can stretch the floor. He's getting old Maybe though. He's getting well. He's getting old. He's no older than Ibaka, but he's uh, he's a good passer. He's always under control. And when he was with Minnesota, he was one of the best scorers in the league. I think a change of scenery would do him good. You know, there's options there. I think it's not all doom and gloom. I think Messiah will pull the plug, pull the uh, pull the trigger on a move. Guaranteed, he, he gotta... he's got a plan B, and I'm excited oh, yeah, to see no, what that plan B is. Um, but okay. that the the rumors or what I heard within that deal with Oklahoma City. Let me ask you that: Would you have done that trade? Would you have sacrificed? Because you're giving a lot of picks. So yes, the future is. You know, yes. it's going to be really tough. You would have done it. Yes, I would have. Same. I, hey, as much as I like Pascal Siakam, uh, like I, you know, I actually compared him to James Worthy to somebody. This, this, and I, mean, I don't I think that's insane. He's not James Worthy quite yet. But. Bar rails must have been cheap today. <laughs> they sure were. <laughs> <laughs> he's good. Let's, Let me tell. Yeah. No, but I'll tell you what. With Pascal Siakam, he's not Michael Jordan. So anybody who's not named Michael Jordan or LeBron James. They're a tradable asset, yeah. And when you're re- when you're getting a Paul George and Russell Westbrook individually, I don't think I do that deal. But collectively, coming to but coming back to Toronto, <laughs> I, yeah. How do you not? You're getting two All Stars for one. And if that is part of the way of getting Leonard back, you say, well, shit. It, you know, I got Leonard, George, Westbrook. I could deal Westbrook if I want to. If there's a attitude issue yeah. for Siakam. Lowry, Ibaka, and uh, whoever, whoever else, and it, well, the picks, I guess. I don't know, man. I well, not I don't know. I take that deal, I because yeah. it is so hard, and it's almost like you have to. I think of the Jays. You know, they went back to back, and then it, you know, it it fell off a bit. But that was such a small window where everybody's kind of. The mindset matches the physical abilities, matches the team philosophy, matches yeah. the matchups you have all year. Everything's got to come together perfectly to win. And you say, this is an option right now to say, we're making one another push. We know it's going to you know, temper your expectation yeah. moving forward, but we have these guys for the next three, four years maybe. Um, and let's just ride this wave as far as we can take it and go from there. But uh, I don't know. 
I think that's uh, that the- added to my anger today was that I felt like my initial reaction was pull the damn trigger. Yeah. Until the details come out of that trade, we'll never know exactly what it was about um, until Masai explains it. But I, I assume yeah. the uh, the assets in return that were lacking are or. Maybe maybe OKC was asking for too many picks. I think what was the was the issue there? Yeah, but, and there's rumor that Toronto didn't even have that many picks. That well, might yeah, have been something. And, and you know Toronto. I remember we talked. You and I talked about the Lakers and how they don't value their picks. They don't picks are useless in LA. It's all about free agency, and right. they'll they'll construct their team on free agency and by getting major talent. Toronto's the opposite. Toronto is. They value their picks because all the all of their really good all of their core guys are homegrown guys. Van Vliet is a pick, Siakam, Ananobi, Powell, they're all homegrown guys, you know. And they they rarely deal for big names. Like the Valanciunas Delon Wright trade is is very goes against everything that the, the Raptors have believed in in the last decade. They built from within, and they when they do go free agent hunting, it's usually accessory guys. So, you know, they took a chance. I could see them trying to accumulate more first-round picks, maybe trading Ibaka for a first-rounder somewhere uh, to recoup some first-round picks that they lost in the trades they made in the offseason this or in the back in the season this year. So Toronto values their picks. I'm sure that was part of the deal, mm-hmm. and Toronto said no. But bottom line, yeah, if it's George and Westbrook for Siakam and whatever else, I, I, yeah, you, you gotta. And if it means Kawhi stays, you gotta. So there's got to be more to it than that. I'm, you know, I don't know. Until we hear from Masai Ujiri, and I'm sure we'll hear from him soon because he'll have some explaining to do with that rumor. I thought that rumor was pretty quick to come out right after. Did you find that surprising how quickly that came out? Um, yeah, and it was uh, adjusted. I think. Uh... Halfway through, too, it was, uh, what's his name? Wojcikowski or Wojcikowski? Yeah. I don't know how you pronounce Adrian it. Adrian Wojcikowski? Wojcikowski, yeah, that guy. Wojcikowski. Anyway, he came out with two, I think, separate ones, and the wording had changed a little bit. So the second time that it came out, it had wording that was like, uh, I think the quote was asset crippling uh, yes. in terms of an ask to the Toronto Raptors. So... It's like it was just the ask was insane, but and then the 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 uh, connotation is that it was the Oklahoma City was doing that in order to basically put another team on the table to force the Clippers into pulling the trigger sooner rather than later. Interesting. And, uh, getting more for that, you know, it was just trying to create a bitters war, I guess. Um, but I am I'm looking forward to to hearing all those details. Because when it comes out like that, you know, I question what we should be doing. And um, I just would have liked to have rolled if that was actually an option on the table. But it did come out really quick, too. So who knows? Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. B. Yeah. I think I think the Messiah will have a game plan uh, that will include a, a trade for a, a bigger name. Maybe like a like a second tier star will come to Toronto and. And uh, try to try to avoid some some more of those points, the twenty the twenty to twenty five points that we are going to lose with Leonard moving on. But uh, we're going to continue to watch the kids grow, which is nice. We'll still see Ananobi and Siakam another year older and see how they develop. You know, Norm Powell another year older. He had a big playoff, and uh, Van Vliet another year older. 
So I'm excited to see the young guys come out and uh, and compete. And, you know, anytime you lose a guy like Leonard, it gives an opportunity for somebody else. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Right now, it's a morning time. Uh, Raptor fans should be happy but bitter and, you know, it, it, go through your emotions, live them, just live them. And if you're going to be angry, be angry. Don't hate the man, hate the decision is all I'm saying. Cause it's hard to hate Kawhi. It's just hard to understand the decision. That's my opinion on it. That's my bottom line is that I don't hate the guy. I just, the, conf- the decision is very confusing in terms of a uh, success on the court standpoint. You just came off from championship for crying out loud. Yeah. You know, Whatever. There's nothing else I could say. I mean, I'm going to have to... <laughs> do I or do I not dust off my Blake Griffin Clippers jersey from back in the day? Um, do no. I... You know? Uh, no. I don't know. No. Do you have a Lakers jersey? Uh, dust that off. No. I'm just going to keep... We got this. We got to get rid of it. Right? It's going to be off our soundboard now. Uh, it's just I don't even know how to handle it it's one of those it's one of those things anyway we are uh, that's it that's our rant I think the Brooklyn Nets are probably the most excited team right now KD's pretty pumped but hey don't sleep on the Indiana Pacers my friend I'm not Kawhi it's been a it's been a slice Kawhi July Kawhi July Kwai uh, Me a River. Kwai Me a River. Oh, I should have played that one instead. <laughs> Until next time. Peace out, bro.